Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Dynasty Movement Podcast. It's Nick and Dakota here, as is every week. I'm joined by Joshius, the, one of our new mods here, a big Raiders fan, and the person most likely to ban you. Uh, Josh, would you uh, like to introduce yourself a little bit here? Oh, uh, yes, I am your uh, neighbor, or your resident ban happy new moderator. Um, I've uh, been playing Dynasty for since, since 2018. Redraft since probably 1998. Yes, I'm that old. Um, I, uh, you know, Dynasty when I started playing was just uh, right up my alley because, um, you know, just being able to, uh, as a, a normal GM, de develop talent over a course of time and not having to give them up every year. So just, I don't know, love it. Um, won't play anything else probably anymore. <laughs> hey, just like us. Um, so yeah, uh, today we're going to go over a few things, actually more topics than usual, a little more quick fire. Uh, we got some running backs on the move, both Christian McCaffrey and, uh, James Robinson found some new homes. Uh, we're going to touch again on the Patriots quarterback situation and whether or not Bill Belichick is just full of shit or with his non-committal of Mac Jones, or if something's actually brewing there. Uh, Dan Jones just keeps running. We're going to talk a lot about the Giants today, so if you don't care about the Giants, you're going to be able to skip a big part of this one on Spotify. And uh, we're going to go over some uh, rapid fire with pretenders versus contenders uh, with the over 500 teams and see if we actually think they're any good. So yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, Dakota, I'll let you lead off with this one. Uh, we've had some running backs moving. How do you feel about it? Yeah, so I actually own Christian McCaffrey in uh, every league that I'm in. Um, so I'm pretty heavy in it and I gotta say, uh, I, I think that I like it, you know, everybody seems to be trying to speak into existence, uh, a Christian McCaffrey injury. Um, and I think when you combine the history from the last couple of years, along with how unlucky 49ers running backs typically are with injuries, I think that they sort of combine to, to make, uh, um, you know, sort of like an anti-curse, you know? Like like two negative forces coming together to make a positive force, you know? Uh, I love the move, though. I think that um, I, I think that his overall volume is probably going to take a thing. Uh, this last week wasn't really that good of an indication of what he's going to be. Obviously, they're going to use him more than they did. Um, but the, the quality of his touches and, and catches, I think that just Jimmy G to Christian McCaffrey is going to be uh, a notification that we're going to be seeing a lot for the rest of the season. Um, I think that it's a match made in heaven. I think the Niners are going to go far with it, and he's the exact sort of weapon that they're going to need to go deep in the playoffs. I, I really like it. Mm -hmm. uh, James Robinson, I'm a little more iffy about that. Yeah, my big issue with James Robinson was actually a lot of the worries that Brees Hall had at the beginning with uh, Michael Carter taking a lot of that receiving role um, because he is very good at it. And so I don't know if we're going to see James Robinson get a ton of work. I would expect him to be in like that 40 to 45% snap range, reasonable flex, touch bat, like touchdown upside, especially because we're kind of figuring out that even with all the weapons they have, the Jets still can't really pass. 
wonder why that could be. Um, curious still out. Curious. But, yeah, if I have James Robinson, and I do have him on a team, I'm happy that he's getting another chance to at least get some quality usage since Travis Etienne is just going off. Um, and I do think J. Rob is still a good player. Yeah, I mean, it so, certainly helps explain what happened on Sunday with him, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's just it, too, is I think as soon as... I want to say uh, Doug Peterson said they were happy with what Robinson was doing and his contributions, and they got a call from the Jets after Brees Hall got hurt. Um, so I'm curious if he got a call from upstairs basically saying they were working on something and don't have him get hurt. Um, or what happened, uh, cause I don't know how fast the Jets moved on it, but it was what they traded for him same day. I want to say, yeah, it, so. was, it was pretty quickly, uh, going from the like official diagnosis to getting that notification and popping up about the, the actual trade. Yeah. So I've, I'm of the opinion the Jets were probably eyeballing Robinson as a target just in case for a few weeks now. Because they pulled the trigger on that really quickly. Yeah, I, um, I think that the the Jags probably had a game plan uh, for James Robinson once they kind of saw Etienne getting up to speed a little bit. I don't think that the decision kind of came out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. There's always going to be running back needy teams that that are contenders, and uh, it's, it seems like a pretty obvious uh, marriage that they had with that. Um, Travis Etienne stocks to the moon. Uh, James Robinson. Eh, I think it helps him. Right. I, I think it definitely helps him from uh, what he was in Jacksonville for sure. Um, but I, I don't think that I don't think that he's going to be like the the same level of usage that he was like the last two years. That you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, then for me, the thing with Robinson and when he was you know putting up those points was the volume that's that's basically where his value came from i'm not i'm not too sure of his efficiency numbers but i don't remember them being great um it was just sheer volume that year he blew up and i don't i just don't see him getting it down there i or up there in uh in new jersey so i I, i'm kind of like pretty lukewarm i don't have any shares in dynasty um or cmc for that fact for that matter but um, with Carter there, and then you know you've got your your Ty Johnsons, and so I don't know. Like uh, him and Carter, skill wise, were probably pretty close in my opinion. So I mean, that's probably in my what I think is just going to be like an ugly committee. You just never know who's going to get that like touchdown boost. Yeah, and it's one of those. Uh, I think they complement each other pretty well because Robinson really is like a run up the middle kind of guy and Carter is a pass-catching specialist, so it'll probably just end up being one of those backfields where you can throw either one of them in your flex and you'll be okay with it, but like neither of them are really exciting players to start. Um, yeah, you're going to get a couple of weeks where you know they may both have 6, 8, 10 points, and then you'll have that one week where one of them has like 1.5. And the other one scored gonna... a touchdown or two. And... Yeah, yep. I mean... Is it a guy, if I have him on my team, I'm pissed? No, I'll probably end up starting him quite a few times, but they're not going to win your league. Uh, if I had Robinson at this point, this would probably be my cash-out period where I would hunt down the hall owner or 
Uh, just someone who's running back needy in general. See yeah, if I what, are you, what are you like, looking for? Yeah. Uh, like, see if I could scoop, like, a late second or maybe, like, a future second and a current, like, a 23 third or something like that. There um, you go. You know, just... I think it's fair. Yeah, like, some solid, like, a solid, like, late second quality dart throw plus, like, some future something. Uh, enough where I think James Robinson's still a talented enough player where I don't want to just give him away, but... Like, you don't want to ask enough where you're stuck holding the bag if he's not. Um, yeah, at the same time, the, he's had a pretty strong history of uh, making it seem like you're about to hold the bag, and then... <laughs> and then recovering. He the train, the, the trend, you know? And the bright um, side is he is a pending undrafted free agent, so you don't have to worry about Brees Hall coming back and taking his job because he's not going to be a Jet next year uh, if this is a just world. Uh, yeah, and for... <laughs> um... For Robinson, I mean, or for the Jags, in, in this case, like, they, you know, they obviously weren't going to be able to give him some money. So I feel like this worked out perfectly for them. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure of their plans beyond Etienne, especially if, you know, something happens to him. I, But at this point, too, like, um, I mean, we, the Jags have kind of floundered. So it's a good mood for them, I think. Yeah. Um. So on this point, we did touch on uh, McCaffrey a little bit. The, if I remember correctly, I don't have it pulled up right now, but the Niners traded a second, third, and fourth rounder for him. Yep. Um, and I also don't know how much longer is on McCaffrey's contract, but I know it's worth quite a bit. Uh, with McCaffrey's locked up for like a uh for two or three more years after this. Yeah, and uh, with that contract still looming and his history with injuries, do you expect that San Francisco is going to run him into the ground the way that the Panthers historically have? Or if they're going to keep letting Elijah Mitchell get his once he comes back as well? Not worried about Elijah Mitchell. I'm not worried about anyone on that offense, frankly, taking from McCaffrey. Um, because we we've seen what he does when he is the focal point of the offense when they have nothing no threat in the pass game no offensive line like really no nobody even when the the panthers were down and they the other teams were playing softer d you know like they would still just give it to mccaffrey every time that's not really going to happen with the niners but they have so many other weapons that can take the pressure off. They actually have, like, an offensive line. The, the, they're a pretty complete team. Um, the team's I, literally a yak machine. Right, yeah. So. Like, I, I think that uh, I, I think that Christian McCaffrey's health concerns are overblown, and what happened to him was kind of, you know, it, it could literally happen to anybody. Um, I, I think that he's going to be playing at a very high level for the duration of his contract. Um, what he does is just stupid when you watch him. And it, like, it, it doesn't require really the youthful aspect to the running back position right, for him to maintain that, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but what do you guys think? I... $1 million a year for the next three years, by the way. Okay. Um... I think it's kind of a match made in heaven just based on how the Niners like to, you know, kind of dink and dunk their way up the field. Uh, 
realistically, that's a team where you can have Brandon Ayuk on one side, you can have Debo Samuel on the other, you can have McCaffrey in the backfield, and even if you're too safe, like, if you're playing cover two, like, what do you do? You need to have a safety covering someone. You have three dudes there that can take it to the house on any given play from the goal line, or, like, from, like, the line of scrimmage. Right. Uh, And Jimmy G, while he's not a very great quarterback at throwing it down the field he's a very good game manager and he's really good at getting it to guys in space short like that um plus you still have george kittle being doing george kittle things obviously he's had a quiet season but i just expected it'll open it up more for him because now you're forcing more dudes towards the line of scrimmage to cover these guys who are just electric with the ball in their hands uh i think they're gonna be a very tough team to stop um so, yeah, I'm really excited for for this weekend uh, once he has the ability to get more of that playbook under his feet, you know? Like, yeah. I, I think that I think that this is going to be the, the Christian McCaffrey coming out game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, do you have anything you want to uh, chime I'm gonna, in on? I'm going to say that we're going to see him, um, I mean, you know, in the quote-unquote Debo role more so. Like, I think... He, I think he's perfect for like your jet sweep stuff. I think um, in those those bunch sets, I think you're gonna see him lined up. I think kind of like a Wilson wide Jr. back are, deal. Yeah, I think him mm-hmm. and Jeff Wilson Jr. are gonna be on the field together quite a bit. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just team, they're gonna give teams so many different looks. It's not even funny, like with the talent that they have. Like you just, it's gonna be really hard to game plan them, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and one last uh, thing I have to ask here, my last note on this topic. Uh, with Robinson moving on and ETN being the guy, uh, obviously there still has to be a number two on a team. We're beyond the time where most teams will have a guy taking every snap. Uh, do you think Jamichael Hasty or Snoop Connor is going to end up being the guy to have as the running back two in Jacksonville? I think everybody's counting on Snoop Connor. I think it's going to be Hasty. I agree. I also agree. He's the one that's been active the whole time. Um, he was obviously acquired, I believe, as a free agent, but still they brought him in. He's been doing returns. He's been hot take Agnew if he can get healthy. Watch oh god, it. I love Agnew so much. He's so much <laughs> He's fun. fun. To watch. He's so fun, yes. He's I just agree. a fun player. Moving on here, we got Bill Belichick being asked who's starting next week, and he said and I paraphrase here because again I don't have it pulled up. Uh, we'll find out next week. Um, <laughs> so he's being non-committal about his starting quarterback. Is this just uh, Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick, or is there more to it? I I think that it's Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick. Um, the the way that the last game went was pretty weird. I. I think that Mac Jones probably was still, like, maybe not quite 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, And that he also really just kind of wanted to see what Zappi was capable of. And, I mean, Zappi played insanely well for those two drives. Uh, Like, you could feel the air in my apartment just being sucked out of everybody's lungs as we watched as this, what was he drafted in the fourth round? Yep. As we watch this fourth round rookie uh, just dice up the Bears defense with some of the most beautiful passes that we've seen this year. We're like, 
I want to say what he had three hell? passes for two touchdowns. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Like, the, every single one of those plays, we were just, like, looking at each other, being like, oh, my God. Like, are, is this how the Bears are going to blow it? Um, after that, not so much uh, on the Zappy playing well side. But Bill's kind of been a little coy in the post-game pressers and interviews and whatnot. Um, and he seems to be playing up the angle that Mac Jones, like, was not 100%. Um, which leads me to believe that it's still Mac Jones's job, but maybe maybe he gets a little cute with Zappy sometimes. Um, I was reading today that uh, Mac took, you know, you know, Twitter, who knows, but uh, Mac took 90% of the first team snaps today. And hmm. uh, I also agree with uh, Dakota there. It, I, I think it's it's Mac going forward. Until... And that was my entire point on this entire topic. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just wordplay. It's Bill well, Belichick being Bill. Well, um, like last week was last week was interesting to to kind of try to parse out what the hell was actually going on, and I I still think that Zappy's level of play has made things kind of interesting. To where you know if Mac Jones has a bad game, like there's certainly going to be a contingent of Bostonians. Uh, Bostonites? Bostonian, <laughs> I, I believe. Bostonian, okay. Um, you know, calling for Zappy. Uh, number one, I mean, he's got a fun-ass name to say. Yeah, you got Zapped! Yeah, you just got Zapped. And I was, let me tell you, I was really worried about the Bears getting Zapped. I witnessed it firsthand a few weeks ago. I think um, they got a little blitz-happy, and they got caught with those runs, I think. Uh, you know, they spied fields a lot the game. They were kind of watching it, but then at least one of those huge runs he had was on like a zero blitz. So like, I think they, they got sloppy. Know, yeah. The Pats defense has been really good. They upgraded a lot of speed this year. Um, I think they just got caught in some bad situations and, uh, I would expect a big, big game from that defense this week. Yeah. Um, I guess my last word on this is what I, I honestly suspect happened is Mac wasn't necessarily 100%. He tweaked something in the first quarter, and they said, you know what, why risk it? We'll throw Zappy in. He's been playing well. Um, he's shown to be a pretty competent backup. Obviously, there's some, teams, there's some teams who would take him as their starter right now. I don't know which ones they would be, but I know I watch one every week. Um, <laughs> and it's why risk your first-round quarterback from last year on a stupid injury? Uh, that we could just take another week off if we have a guy who's been winning us games. Well, if he would have had a longer plane flight, like Russ, he might have been more ready this week. So. Yeah. So you got to get up and stretch on the long <laughs> Zappy's been fun. Um, but as uh, TV's put in live chat, he's asking if I watch the Colts every week, and uh, I may as well. I wish. They're at least 3 3 and 1. We'll move on here to uh, our new, the man of the people, the quarterback of the century, Dan Jones, Danny Dimes, committing Danny crimes, just keeps winning. He just keeps running, and the Giants are 6-1. How are we feeling about the Giants, fellas? <laughs> what, second Devil. in the entire NFC? I don't think it feels right to call him Dan Jones. That, to me, just sounds like a highway that you have to take. I am a full believer on the Giants. I mean, I watched them beat the Bears, and I watched them beat the Ravens, and those are both of my teams. And 
at this point, you, you can't really deny what they're doing. Th- that defense is dirty as hell. Uh, Danny Dimes is playing just good enough football. Saquon's being the Saquon that he was drafted to be. I'm I'm still calling for a giant Super Bowl. Uh, Josh, I mean, the NFC is so bad. I mean, I can't, we can't rule that out. I mean, beyond the Eagles, like, what do we got? Like, uh, I'd love to just. Oh, we'll get into that in a second. Giant stuff. I'd love to poo-poo all over the Giants, but like, uh, there's just really it's it's so wide open and um, dabble. That's all I gotta say, man. Never count him out. The dude's the dude's just a genius. He's he's great. I wish he was my coach. I hate I hate it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some. Danny Dimes passing stats here because he's a good rusher. I believe he's currently second in the NFL in rushing yards. Um, But we've always kind of known that. He's always been under the radar getting like, I want to say 600 plus rushing yards a season. Um, But this season passing 66.7 completion percentage. He's completing two thirds, which is very serviceable. That's a very solid number. Um, 1,223 yards through seven games, so slightly under 200 yards a game. Uh, six touchdowns, so slightly under a touchdown a game. But only two picks, um, which is a very low percentage, 1.1% of his passes. Uh, he has thrown for 6.5 yards per attempt, uh, 9.7 yards per completion. So he's not really hucking it, but he's taking care of the ball. Uh, they're very obviously just, they're a rushing offense. They're pounding it down people's throats and they're defensively just very stout. And in a league where the offense has just been awful this year, if you have a great defense and you're taking care of the ball, you're going to win a lot of games. And this is just what's happening with them now. Um, it's, it's especially impressive given that they have zero people to pass to Hey, Wandale's back, but that's a very Wand- good point. Um, <laughs> Wandale is back, but they just lost Bellinger. Uh, I mean, Kenny Galladay and uh, Kadarius Tony. Some are still wondering if they exist uh, ever since they took that trip to the Bermuda Triangle. Well, um, listen, Kenny Galladay was great for the Lions because you need a quarterback that can put it in a tight tight space with velocity. And Matt Stafford has a freaking missile for an arm. But he's never been able to get any separation. So the moment he went to the Giants, where you have a guy like Danny Dimes, who he can dink and dunk, and he, I mean, he can throw it far, but he's not the guy who's just slotting it in there between two defenders, like, perfectly onto someone's hands. Oh, it, it was sorry. never going to work out. I'm sorry for expecting the guy whose name is Danny Dimes to throw <laughs> dimes. I'm pretty sure it's a sarcastic nickname. Oh, what well, it was certainly not sarcastic when he was drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. I remember that live chat, and I remember the LMAOs that were in there when that happened. Okay? That was a Gettleman choice. Uh, obviously, I'm defending him. He's playing well this year for what he is, but he's still Daniel Jones. Pop quiz. Who is uh, Danny Jones's uh, leading receiver? Yards. I want to say it's David Sills. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, uh, is it Slayton? It is 
Richie James. The artist, yeah, is the artist <laughs> formerly known as Richie James, yes. Jeez. I oh, do know. by 11 yards over Saquon. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, oh, I have a friend who's a very big Giants fan, but he's just become disillusioned. He's a casual football fan, but he loves the Giants. And I told him, did you know the Giants are 6-1 and one without a single receiver that has more than 200 yards? That, that's such an insane stat. Sterling Shepard is fourth on the team in receptions, and he's played two games. <laughs> they have, they have six Sorry, receivers. third in receptions, fourth in yards. They have six pass catchers between 100 and 100 or 200 yards. Yep. Wandale will be their leading receiver by next week, I would assume. He would need like 50 yards. It's just, them. He just... He's a hundred shy of Richie. Yeah, of Sir Richie James. Okay, so, I'm uh, I'm believing. Wandale's the I man. I believe. I've been a firm Wandale up? guy. He's getting. <laughs> I want to say he's getting like averaging six targets a game, and it's only going up. So. When was the last time uh, Sterling Shepard played? He's. he's uh, it's still, week two. I want to say he got he's hurt. He's out for the year. The, yeah, yeah. He's still fourth in yards. That's well, crazy. Sterling Shepard is such an underrated player when he's healthy. It's just he's only healthy for three games oh, a year. I mean, I he's think we all know what he good. is when he's yeah. healthy. But yeah, it's it's either concussions or it's um, leg injury. Oh, but yeah, he misses so just weeks and weeks every year. I feel what so. I been? genuinely feel bad for that guy because he's so talented and he should be so much better revered than he is. And you just can't stay healthy. He's no Hakeem Nicks, but he's pretty good. I, I wanted him so bad when he was a young player in the league. I was like, man, Sterling Shepard, he's going to make Odell Beckham Jr. look like... <laughs> I actually... Uh, I did the math. Uh, I want to say Monday. Yeah, yeah yesterday. Um, Sterling Shepard per 16 games averages like 80 catches and 900 yards. So, like, he's a good player. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, I mean the the dude's just a walking. What does he always injure anyway? Uh, everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he missed almost an entire season with concussions. I think a year or two ago. So he's like, like that yeah. SpongeBob character that like breaks bones by walking. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there was like speculation. I think after one of those concussions that people like legitimately thought he thought was going to retire. Yeah, it was like him and Brandon Cooks. Um. Yeah, I forgot that Brandon Cooks. I, at one point, traded Carrion Johnson, who had recently been replaced as the starter in Detroit, for Brandon Cooks because his current owner at the time thought he was going to retire. Um, you remember, like, what, was, two or three years ago where the the New England – like, I know we shouldn't be playing defenses, but my, my original dynasty still has defense. Same. I mean, it's a home there, league. It's, it happens. But there was, uh, there was a time where I tried to – when Cooks was, you know, perceived dead – that I I tried to trade the, him for the New England defense that year because like hey I thought they he were was good. done yeah and then that they they scored a record amount of points that year so. yeah well yeah a lot of people were worried about him and it's a legitimate worry to have when guys get what six concussions in four years or something like that um but he's unstoppable man he's just he's a good he's player crazy. they all they all are and that's what hurts is when you see guys that are that good just they just keep going down but on top of all that I mean obviously Evan Neal just got hurt. Uh, so that'll hurt a bit, but I, oh, mean, I didn't realize that. That's not that's not good. Yeah, but I mean, just the way their defense is playing and the way the rest of the NFC is, I just don't think it matters. It's not like the Jets too, where the Jets have obviously have had all. I think they're basically the same team. It's just Zach Wilson's more prone to turnovers. Um, Dimes is just playing better. Um, well, you couldn't say that before because Dimes, his first two what two or three years in the league was just 
all turnovers, like fumbles mm-hmm. and everything. He, he, he kind of learned how to clean it up. And that's actually what gives me hope. I have uh, Zach Wilson as like my super flex quarterback too on a league. And obviously on one hand, I'm not thrilled with how he's playing, but on the other <laughs> hand, like he's 22. So like, I can, I can give him some time and obviously he's going to have a little bit of run. If you can learn how to clean it up and at least game manage, he's still a, probably going to start seven, eight years. If he can just play clean football for 200 yards a game. Um, Any Dimes truly seems like Eli Manning incarnate. Uh, so what? his stats passing are terrifyingly similar to Eli Manning's. Uh, I'm going to type it up. You guys can talk about the Giants here for a second, but I'm going to list this out like stat for stat. So you guys can realize that Danny Dimes is basically just running Eli. And if they That's make the playoffs, I- you better hide. Right, that that's why I'm just calling for a giant Super Bowl. This just seems like like it has all the ingredients. Uh, you know, they've got a team that is really unsexy to watch, um, other than Saquon. Uh they got a good defense, they got a, a quarterback that everybody perpetually doubts, but is kind of playing well. Um they have no name receivers, so we can get another. Uh, uh, what's his name? David Tyree. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yep. That'll be David Sills. David yeah, Sills, yeah. That would, that, that'll just be David Sills. Uh, you know, he'll get the next helmet catch. It it, it just it, I don't know. Sometimes the, this maybe it feels scripted. Galladay Redemption helmet catch. Yes, give me the Galladay <laughs> Redemption. I, I'm tired of rostering him. He's just taking up space, but. Oh, I got out on Galladay at the perfect time. I got like a first and a second uh, oh my before God. he traded, and I was, I felt it felt dirty at the time, but I was like, you know what, I gotta do it. And then, Chef's kiss, like it was just beautiful. So, Daniel Jones versus Eli Manning career. Danny Jones is making sixty three point three percent of his passes compared to Eli's sixty point three percent per game. Danny only has two hundred thirteen compared to Eli's two hundred forty one yards. However, they both threw roughly one interception per game. It's 0.7 to 1 uh, in favor of Dan Jones. Oh my God. Um, their adjusted yards per or gained per pass attempt is 6.35 to 6.57 in favor of Eli. Their yards per attempt is 6.6 to 7 in favor of Eli. Uh, obviously, Danny's a far better rusher. Uh, I won't get into that too much. Um, their inter- or, yeah, I already did their interception rate. Uh, the touchdowns for Dan Jones are a little lower. It's 1.1 to 1.6. That's pretty notable. That's, you know, two thirds, but their completion or their, uh, attempts and completions, they both completed 2.05 or 2.5 to 2.7 or Jesus, 20.5 to 20.7 completions per game. Uh, and Daniel Jones has tw- 32.4 attempts to 34.4 attempts. So, like, they're all roughly, like, in a margin of error between each other. Uh, Eli had more volume stats. Uh, Jones is a little safer. Um, and on top of all of that, you throw in the facial expressions, and it's like... They look I, the same. Who am I looking at? Who am I looking at? Very similar. The year Daniel Jones is drafted, if you, like, looked at him side by side... It's creepy. It's like just 21-year-old Eli next to 40-year-old Eli. He's got that Kristen Stewart, like, mouth thing, too. Like, yeah. He's, like, 
it's it's fucking crazy. And Daniel Jones already has almost triple the rushing yards that Eli Manning had in his career, and one more rushing touchdown. But we already knew Jones can run. So I'm just saying, dude, they get into the playoffs and Daniel Jones is just going to channel his inner derp face and just get after it and just throw like 15 touchdowns in four games and just torch everybody. It's just going to happen. It's yeah, destiny. I, I I can already see a heartbreaking Niners loss in the NFC Championship game to, to, the, to the Giants. <laughs> the Bills the are going to march their way in like the 2007 undefeated Patriots and just get absolutely dumped on by Danny Dimes. It's just, it's going to happen. This is the year no, for it. This okay. has been a crappy season. You, you need a content warning before you start saying something like, that. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even care anymore. This season hasn't made any sense other than like the Eagles and Bills being good. So I'm just going for it right now. Dimes is, yeah. You know what, what Jack just said right there? Dimes is just going to march right in. The Bucks are going to rally. They're going to make it to the NFC Championship just so that Brady can lose to Eli reincarnated. Oh, I got I got this too. So the Packers are going to have a trade in place for like Claypool or um, DJ Moore or something. And at the last hour, the Giants are going to swoop in and steal it. That, that sounds too unrealistic. The, the, the Packers are calling around the league as we speak with a conditional seventh-round pick for all these receivers on the market. The Sorry, Bucks. guys, we tried. Yeah, I love how the pa- the Packers are like, oh, wow, DJ Moore could be traded. Uh, I don't, even, I can't even think of another wide receiver off the top of my head. I know a lot of dudes have been shopped, but they're like, how about AJ Green? We could use a 34-year-old who's sitting on the bench. The Packers are allergic to actually making a big splash for a wide receiver. Who could uh, get, yeah, it's ridiculous. I he couldn't get a snap last week, and their wide receiver won, or or Hollywood just went down last week, and like he still can't get a snap last week. Yeah, like, the Packers are so bad at picking up like new good wide receivers that they have driven Aaron Rodgers to eating clay. It's, for real, <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. The man has gone insane. Like, He's gonna I give up his fifty mil next year and sell wire wrap at music festivals. Like, right. Just... He's gonna be found in northern Nevada, <laughs> just in the desert. Just He's just become a rock. Selling out. beads. <laughs> it's it's seriously ridiculous. Like I, I feel like it's such an obvious move to go like if you're in the front office of the Packers, you just go to Carolina and be like, Hey, we'll give you like a second round pick. We'll give you Jordan pick. Love. We'll, We'll, we'll give you we'll give you a first round pick in Jordan Love for uh, DJ Moore. You know, just like fuck it. Like yeah. e- even even if you're overpaying for that, it's not an overpay because you would have an actual receiver on there and not Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, and that's just it too. Oh, Elijah Moore requests a trade. Yeah, well AJ Green's still there. Like hey, go go get Elijah Moore. Go Elijah Moore is literally asking to leave. Like, get, like, Do you know how much that you. tanks the Jets' go leverage in a trade? Brooks. He's like, I'm not going to play for this team. That just completely decimates his trades va- like trade value. Okay, send Jordan Love over there. Now you have another quarterback for competition, so at least Zach Wilson has to earn the snaps. Makes sense to me. And all of a sudden, Moore's happier. Love's happier because now in his, what, 17th season, he finally gets a chance to at least try for a starting job. And the Packers have a wide receiver who can catch a pass. But no. We need to go for the guy who... He'll be good for the locker room. Him and um, Randall Cobb count liver spots. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> him and Randall Cobb can go and watch The Price is Right and, <laughs> like, talk about the good old days while sitting in the, sitting on IR after getting hurt in their third game of the season. But, like, I don't get it, man. Like, oh, we could have Chase Claypool. We could have Elijah Moore. We could have DJ Moore. We, we could have we, literally any other Moore. Probably Sky we, we Moore offering, at this point. We were offering them market rate, you know, the conditional seventh-round pick in 2025. But, the, the, you know, they wanted too much. They yeah. probably called the Bucks about Julio, too. The Packers are falling apart, and God, do they deserve it. <laughs> Aaron I mean, Rodgers has yeah. only done so much to keep them propped up. Like, uh, even, yeah, I, even he's, like, starting – I mean, he's, what, 40 or pushing it. Like, I, I think give the man like some help. Right? Yeah. Tio's still out there? Ocho <laughs> you know, Cinco's calling him I, right now. I mean, like. <laughs> Tio Tio played on the uh, FCF championship winning uh, Zappers for a little bit. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, God damn. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think that team is falling apart at the seams. Like, like as a Lions fan, dude, I don't like the Packers at all, right? Like, obviously, if you're in the NFC North, the Packers have basically been the NFC North for the last decade, so you really don't like them. And even as a team who wants them to fail, I'm looking at them like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, help nah, this I mean, guy. I, I'm enjoying it. Because oh, I'm enjoying I, it. But, I, like, I, I know, like, it, it's like, it's like seeing somebody struggle, you know, when, when, back when you were in school. You yeah, know? it's like seeing your high school and, bully, like, sitting out in know, the streets, yeah. like, homeless. And, like, you know the answer. <laughs> You know, and the answer is really obvious. Everyone but my guys, I'm also answer. homeless, so like I can't pick on them too much. Ted Thompson <laughs> is rolling over in his grave right now. Like just—it's <laughs> just—it's just utterly ridiculous. I mean, Rogers is also playing like trash. I don't think that he's exempt because he doesn't know how to play with like these receiver guys, and he's treating them like they're all high. Okay, but no one in the league knows how Who to play does? with these guys. I mean, sure, but like, I would challenge you on that point that any Bears quarterback uh, would, would probably be able to work better with those guys because the Bears quarterbacks are used to playing with trash. You know, they're not throwing like these circus catches that they're expecting uh, Alan Lazard to get. You know, I mean, it's Alan yeah. Lazard, and I mean, Alan Lizard is actually a pretty good player. He's a I is mean, he's a plus. He yeah, I mean, he's like a wide receiver three. Like, yeah, he's, he's a quality third wide receiver. He's like your Z guy if you have a quality slot next guy who does a very good job run blocking out on outside in the second level. Like, he's a complete football player, but he's not the guy that you want getting twelve targets a game. You want him to get like five, and he'll do something solid with three of them. You don't want him to lean on the dude, and that's just what the Packers have done. And we're going to throw Romeo Dobbs out there and Christian Watson off of a injury and the corpse of Sammy Watkins and, like... Okay, so... Yeah, Randall Cobb's wheelchair. What if they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers to retire? I mean, after paying him 50 million bucks, (laughs) they're like, shit. I mean, they can can pay him all they want. I mean, the way it's looking, if if they're bad this year... What are they going to do next year when you have, like, Jair Alexander and stuff? It's just another year. How many more dudes are you going to be able to hang on to on that defense? And, Which... yeah, and that defense is underperforming, too. That's, yeah. That's not, I forget that. that defense was build is pretty good. The NFC North is terrible, man. Their whole chemistry is just off. Um, like, on paper, uh, their roster really isn't that bad. I did see a rumor today <laughs> And uh, this is really stupid, which means that it'll probably come true. 
but there's a rumor going around that they're going to address uh, the wide receiver position through tight end and uh, that they might be trading for Gesicki. Oh, I have a lot of Gesicki shares. I would love that. He wants um, to be paid like a wide receiver. Well, it's time to start playing it, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you would instantly probably become their best wide receiver. Oh, right? I would get so many draft picks out of Gesicki if that happened. That would just completely fix some of my rebuilds. Yeah. Oh, um, I would love that. So, so there is that. That that's out there. But I'm enjoying seeing this uh, this rut that they're in. I hope that it lasts for ten thousand more years, <laughs> um, if not longer. Wait, weren't they the ones linked to um, Waller before he resigned? Yep. Yeah. Th- there's also rumors that uh, that it's also Waller. I think. I, I think that that could be possible uh, since he's been hurt, and that was like apparently also part of I the mean, original Devontae Adams trade, but the league blocked it for some reason. I don't know. Just resigned. Um, he just he's got a, a lady friend out there. And I don't think I don't think they give him that bag and and just ship him off. I really don't. Not so water? not this soon. Yeah. Because it, 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 so I just traded away Waller, and I expect him to start going off in the next couple weeks. So there's that. On the topic of teams underperforming, we also potentially have some teams overperforming. I'm going to move on here to uh, the last segment on current teams and their uh, performances here that we've had going so far. Uh, we got pretenders versus contenders. We have some teams that are over 500. Apparently not a ton. Uh, and I'm just going to list them off, and I'm just going to ask you real quick if you think they're contenders or pretenders, both of you. Uh, this is like a sentence each. Don't really need to dig into any of these. Um, but let's top right, start right at the top of the league and go all the way down. Uh, so we got the Eagles. I, um, they're good. Contender. They're really good. They're in the NFC, so contender. Yeah. It pains me, but yeah, contender. They're contenders. Uh, the Giants. Contender. They're in the NFC. Contender. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say compared to a lot of the teams in the AFC. Mm? But so are you know we talking what? about like to win the Super Bowl? Oh, just like to win to... it. Yeah. I'm saying to win it all. Giants. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say pretender. Sorry. Yeah. You're going with pretender for the Giants? Yeah. To win the well, whole thing, the Super Bowl? To win the pretender. Super Bowl. Why? Absolutely. You were just singing the praises of Dabble. I do, but the AFC is too good. Fair. I mean, I think... yeah, but... I'm right there like, with you. I think the Eagles are the only team that's going to be able to topple the top teams of the AFC. Uh, I, I guess I don't even think – I'm not even sure about that, but I can't say they're not a contender. I guess for me, like, when I think of contender or pretender, like, it doesn't really come down to winning the Super Bowl because any team can win. Well, to me, it's like, can you conceivably contender. see them, like, realistically winning? Like, okay, the Lions okay, suck. True. Contender. Like, contender. But, like, yeah, I okay. okay. Yeah, I I, okay. to me, it's just like, okay, is this a team that I think will get to the, like, we'll, we'll get to the playoffs and nobody would bat an eye? Like, people oh, would fair. be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's you fair. Know? Well, in that, any, in that case, I would say they're game. a contender. Yeah, and in that like, yeah. Once Last you're in, year, the Bills lost to the Jags, you know? Yeah, like, fair. Like, anything the, can happen. The, anything so. can happen. In that case, I will say the Giants are a contender. I'll, uh, I'll agree. They're the, I think they're the second best team in the NFC right now. Uh, the Bills. <laughs> the Obviously Bills. contender. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think they're the best team in the league. The Vikings at 5-1. and one. They're 5-1? and one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels so gross. <laughs> yeah. They are pretenders for sure. 
I that that is the quietest five and one in a minute. Uh, the Chiefs. Contender. Contender. Absolutely. Yeah, it. I really don't want to say this, but yeah, they're they're a contender. The Jets. <laughs> Pretender. Probably a pretender. I feel like I can't really say for certain on the Jets just because, like, Zach Wilson has only been back for a couple weeks. It's not looking good for him, but I still want to get a little more, a little bit more of a read on how that team operates (laughs) because they could end up being like, you know, how the Giants are where they just like. Hey, wrap it up. I said a sentence. All right. All right. (laughs) Freeze injury didn't happen. Still pretender. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say pretender. I'd say contender next year, but it's not next year. It's pretender. Dallas. Pretender. It's just because it's Dallas. Pretender. Like they're, they're I'm just... going against the grain here. I'm saying contender. Oh. I think Dak is actually a good quarterback, despite what people say. Uh, Lamb and Gallup are good. Zeke is still Zeke, uh, even though he got hurt. Pollard's solid. Their defense is good. Contender. Uh, Tennessee. What's their record? 4-2. and two. They started 0-2, and, and they won four straight. Um... I'll say contender. That that division's really weak. Pretender. I'm saying pretender as well. I just don't have faith in Katana Hill to do it against the top teams. Uh Seattle. Um what is Seattle? Are they four, four and three? three? They've won two I... straight to become four and three. My mind is telling me no. Yeah. But my I really, body <laughs> I really want to say that they're that they are a contender. I'm going to say Pretender, their uh, point differential is minus three. Yeah, like, I really want to say that they're a contender, but, like, in my heart of hearts, I know that they're a pretender, but I would love to see them go far. Yeah, I concur with, with Dakota there, for sure. Okay, next up, also four and three, is Baltimore. They're a contender. I uh, think they're good. Like, they, they've had a rough start, but, like, all of their losses have been heartbreaking. Like, that team is fired up. They're, th- yeah, they're going to go far. Looking at it, they're plus 20 on point differential. That's that's good enough for me. That's contender. I, I think this is a shell of a team that they used to be. Um, but, I mean, with Lamar and uh, just that team in history, like, you got to say, I feel like you got to say contender, but I just, I'm not sold. Like... The rest of the division's pretty weak, though, so... Oh, the they... Bengals are coming on? I don't know. Bengals are coming on, but I, I I, think that the Ravens are, like, comfortably number one. I I think that that team... I think the, the Ravens are only going to get stronger as the season goes on. They've had a couple of hiccups, but, like, nothing that they... They're, they're a very resilient group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami, also 4-3. and three. Pretender. Pretender. I'm calling them a contender. They are 4-1 and one with Tua. I'm too nervous about Tua. If he stays healthy, they are a very good team, in my opinion. They are. They are. Tua's been. Tua's definitely taken like the next step that I didn't think that he'd be capable of. But that team just kind of screams paper tiger to me. Yeah. Sorry, small boy pretender. Um, the Chargers. What's their record? They are also four and three. The ra- the last two teams here are the Chargers and then the Bengals and they're both four and three. But we'll go Chargers oh, first. I mean, Chargers are a total pretender. Pretender. The Chargers are my definition of a paper tiger. You look at that roster; it looks stacked, and they just are not getting it done. Obviously, yeah, Herbert's like, hurt, which doesn't help. I think I Herbert's mean, fine. Uh, for 
Mike Williams is gone for another for probably a month. It sounds like uh, Keenan Allen's banged up. Obviously, and J.C. Jackson has been a terrible signing, and he's down for the year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fire but... up your Palmers, but and Staley is is is, in, is high contention with Ron Rivera as the worst coach in the league. Like, I think they're I think he's awful. Yeah, and Austin Eckler can only do so much. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're well coached, and like it's just ingrained into the DNA of that franchise that. Exactly. They will always look good in the regular season. Oh, they've been doing it for so long. And not be able to do long. anything in the post. Uh, and then we got the Bengals. Contender. contender. I, I, I think they're a contender. I, yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, Zach Taylor gets a lot of heat, and rightfully so sometimes, but that team is, is so damn good. Um, we'll have to see what that uh, – what's – not Hubbard, the other guy. The other pass rusher just went down too. Um <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'm a fantasy football Uh, player. I don't know defensive players very well. But uh, but I think they're really good. (laughs) Hendrickson, yes. Oh, thank thank you, you, Jack. I think like the the Bengals. I I think that they're. I've said this a couple times, but they're having the season this year that I expected them to have last year. Um, last year was just like a weird, you know. I don't want to say fluke because you don't get to the Super Bowl like purely on flukes, but. They, they, like, skipped some steps last year, whereas this year is the year where they're kind of, like, getting their feet underneath them, really understanding, like, the core of that young team and, like, building off of that. But I don't see them getting it all together to do what they did last year. I feel like they're kind of rallying the troops. And then going forward after this year, they're going to be really special. And I think that they're going to be, like, a perennial contender. But so, I just don't really see it this year. I have one stat that I'm going to drop before I give my answer, and it is that they are plus 41 in point differential, which is good for fourth in the league. Uh, and for that reason, I think they are a contender. Uh, they I have lost a lot really of close good. games, and they have destroyed the people they beat. The running game's getting going, too. Yep, like, Mixon's kind of putting it together a bit, and I think that's going to help them a yeah, lot. He always start, Mixon always kind of starts a little slow. I mean, we talked a lot of shit about him a few weeks ago. and he. I mean, right. just like Derrick Henry, he listens to the pod every week and he got pissed off. <laughs> exactly. But I just think, like, the, the main reason why I think they're a contender is I just think, like, any team that they face, like, in the playoffs, that, that like, like you, like you said earlier in the show, like, this is a year built around good defense. Mm-hmm. And whoever they play in the post is obviously going to be good. And they're just going to harass the hell out of Burrow, like, in that line, you know? I just don't know how much they're going to be able to get done. Yeah, and that's why I look at a team like Buffalo, who's currently fourth in the league in points scored and first in points against. Like, yeah, that's like, why it, it's just like, they're... <laughs> but Buffalo the Bengals are is, good, but Jesus. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, a team like Buffalo is just on a completely different level than, like, everybody else, you yeah, know? exactly. And that secondary is finally getting healthy, too. And, yeah, B- Buffalo is just in a league of their own. So, yeah, but the offense is undeniably great in Cincinnati, but I, I just don't think it's going to all click this year. So, with that said, uh, just quick rapid-fire sentence or two. Uh, is there any team that's not currently over five hundred that you think will finish, that you think could be a contender? you got to say the Bucks, right? I mean, Maybe. The Bucks are four and three. Uh, obviously. Oh, never mind. I thought they were below. I thought I didn't think they were four and three. Or sorry, three and four. You were right. I okay. otherwise I would have listed them. I was just looking at it, reading backwards. Um, but yeah, I could see that. Uh, I mean, I'm scared. Um, Don't get me wrong. Like, I it's not solid, but um, you you have to think right that um, that line's gonna get a little healthier, and then um, I mean, 
Tom Brady we, will we figure made, it out, right? Yeah, and we've made Brady. this mistake before of saying he's washed. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I will never count out a Tom Brady led team. Like, um, you, you just you know. Dwyff, uh, how about you? I'm trying to I'm trying to run through all of the different teams. What are what are the Niners? The Niners are the Niners are three and four. They're three and four. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the Niners then. I I feel like that's almost cheating. But, yeah. Um, I. I agree with They've you. They've lost too much on defense too, but yeah, they they should be in that conversation. I, I think right? the Niners are the ones for me. I think they are just a very good team that have just not put it together for some reason. Um, and I'll give they a necessarily not put it together. Like losing to the Chiefs this last week. Yeah, I, like oh no, it's they, the Chiefs. Right. And they came I think out that strong that's... in that game. Mm-hmm. Like they they were good first. Yeah, time. they like there's even coming away from that loss, like there was still a lot to be positive on and that, you know, they were also getting Christian McCaffrey up to speed. Um, that just feels like a team to me that could win any given matchup, even if they're not necessarily the better team, you know? I, yeah, I agree. And I'll give an honorable mention to the Jaguars. Whoa. Why? Is because Jack's listening? Why? No. What, what, what am I missing? The here? Jaguars are two and five, but they're plus 18 in point differential. Do you know how hard that is to do? It means every the two games they won, they won by a lot, and the five games they lost were like by a point. Uh, it seems like they just kind of have Lions syndrome, where they just keep squeaking losses from victories here. But I don't think they're that bad of a team. Obviously, I don't think they're going to end up making the playoffs this year. That's just a tough hurdle to claw back from two and five. I mean, they're, uh, they're in the division for it. But they are <laughs> in the division for it. They're only two back of the Titans, so well, what, what, all you got to do is be... differential? What's the Raider point differential? Uh, the Raiders point differential is plus 13. So they are doing the same thing as the Jags. They have just lost one less game. They've lost a bunch of games by you know less than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put them in this conversation because the defense. I, I just think it's it's beyond the pass rush. It's just it's too it's too I bad. I do think I don't know if Jacksonville's played the Titans yet, but if they haven't, if they take two games from them all of a sudden, it's wide open. And the Colts are terrible. I know they're three three and one, but like they're starting Sam Ellinger now. Like you're done yeah I mean, you, you're, you're that, you've phoned it in and houston's just houston they're the only team almost as bad as the lions so yeah that that has to be the worst division again right yeah i don't i mean, <laughs> I mean it's North like always rough, the worst division but um, yeah they're not great afc south is yeah, the afc just... south is still the afc south and until they give us a reason to believe them like, believe in any of them. Like, I think the Jaguars could still find a way to sneak it out. All right, so that's it for uh, Week 7 review and uh, what we've seen so far. Uh, now we've got a couple of uh, questions that are, I guess, non-football related or at least semi-football related. Uh, Dakota, you asked this earlier in the week, and I added this to the podcast. Uh, how much, or what's the lowest amount of money you would accept to change team allegiances? And <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I I was supposed to ask that to you. Yeah. Uh, so I'll ask that to Josh first. Uh, I don't know, man. I I I've been a Raider fan my entire life. You know, like uh, <laughs> and you know, as I get older and my team gets you know is perennially bad. Um, I I I've shifted. Like I I I love my team. I'll always cheer for them. But at the same time, um, like uh, I just don't. 
it just doesn't mean what it used to mean. So, but to, but to actually change allegiances, oh, I mean, it dep- it all is going to depends on who you ask me to change to. Like the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Um, I mean, you could have said. I mean, the, the only worst team you could have said would be the Broncos. Um, <laughs> I, it, I mean, theoretically, I love money. Um, but uh, money's temporary, money, right? What, you know, whatever number you put on this, um, life-changing money. Sure, I could do it. Yeah, life-changing money. Yeah, I, I think I'm cheaper than that. Yeah, I'm a Lions fan. I'd become a Packers fan for like. Five bucks in a case of Bud Lights. Uh, oh wow! Your Lions allegiance. Like, I will buy you really that right anything? now. I will. I will no. send that to your house right now. Realistically, I. I don't know, man. It's that's a tough question. Being a fan of a shitty franchise, that's not like a logical decision. So, I I, I think like, man. I think the lowest amount. Dakota, what would it take for you to become a Steelers fan? Oh, man. Oh, like, it's it's so hard because, you know, like Josh said it earlier, like, money is temporary. But, like, <laughs> fandom, fandom is forever. Like, it feels like such a key identity or a key part of my, like, sports identity. But, I mean, if, like, if the question is, what is the lowest amount? that you would change over for i think that uh i think it'd probably be like a month's worth of rent yeah i I think that i could delude myself if the chips were low and i really needed the money i could do that um and silver actually asks and i think this is actually probably a better question uh would you rather that your favorite team win the super bowl but then stop existing altogether or keep existing and never win one Considering my team won the Super Bowl the year before I was born, and then haven't sniffed it since, well, except for the Bucks year that uh, yeah, I don't the, want to talk about. Lost, yeah, uh, but um, I yes, go out with a bang. Let's do it. Give me the give me the ring, and uh, we can all move on. <laughs> like we can all go our separate ways, and everybody's happy. I think, except maybe Mark Davis. Yeah, I, I feel like the the question becomes more interesting if it's like. Um, I, I think that the obvious answer to that question is your team winning and then going out on top because yep. then like, you know, you can forever say, oh yeah, their final season of existing, like they won, they won it all, you know, Mic drop. great. Let's go. I think like the, the better question, the, the more interesting one would be like, win it all and then be like cursed for 30 years oh. and then, <laughs> and then your franchise is done, you know, like there, 30, huh? I, I mean, I'm, I'm just picking a number. The Raiders won the Super Bowl in 1983, and then, like... <laughs> I could... I would, oh, 30 years, we could only be so lucky. I, I, okay, yeah. Maybe, maybe like... I don't know. Maybe they linger around for, like, 10 years, and they're terrible. Um, yeah, I would definitely take the Super Bowl. Uh, I am pushing 30 now. I have a daughter, and I have never seen my NFL franchise win a playoff game. Uh, so the Lions are like the longest one, right? Yeah. It's been, uh, since 1991 when they won their only playoff game in the Super Bowl era, an absolute smackdown of the Dallas Cowboys. So 
And that was before Joe Theismann just completely ended any any hype that they ever had after that. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I would take it. Because, <laughs> as you said, what, win and then be cursed for 30 years? Well, the Lions won in 57, and then they've been cursed for, what, like 55 years. So, <laughs> I, would, I would take 30 years. That's like Patriots time. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at on that. Um... Yeah. Give me the ring. Give me the ring, baby. Just, just, Please. Just sign the contract just give me right fucking now. anything. <laughs> I can be a Colts fan or something. They're not that far away. Shit, Send I'll be a over Bears the fan. The Bears are just as far of a drive for me as the Lions are, so I can just whatever. But, <laughs> man, just I need something. Uh, and then uh, the other topic we have here, uh, I have titled Foot in Your Mouth. Uh, put your shoe where your mouth is. We've had a lot of smack talk going on in the server here over the last couple of weeks about, you know, guys like Zach Wilson or Najee Harris or whatever. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of shoeies. You know what, people? If you're vindictive, put your, yeah, put your money where your mouth is. We've had like two shoey bets men made over the course of the entire season. We've had a lot of cowards in here. What are you guys' thoughts about that? Well, I've to be tried fair. To make a... oh, go ahead, dude. Sorry. Um, to be fair, I think I owe several shoeies at this point. <laughs> so I have the conviction. I just have not gotten around to drinking out of a shoe. Just promise me the next shoeie you do, you're going to be wearing those glasses that you wore to that, that housewarming party. The, the like cyberpunk looking ones? Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to do something special. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to put a reminder out to all of you people listening or who will listen uh, the longer you wait to do your shoey, the sweatier your shoes get. <laughs> Let's get it over with. I tried to make a shoey this weekend that I thought was vulnerable on my end, and then everybody said, that's not vulnerable. I, I agree. Let's I hear it. Like, Let's hear it. Gibson versus B-Rob, rest of the season. Oh, what side do you have? Gibson. So you think Gibson, uh, what, is he going to score more overall? Or, like, what What do you yes, got here? Yes, rest of from 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 this week going forward. The rest of the year, I think Gibson outscores B-Rob. All right. Uh, I would take you up on that. I'll take I'll take PPR or half PPR, but not standard. I would take you up on that, but I agree with you. So I'm yeah, not gonna, I know. I, I, yeah, I, we, thought it was, I thought I was being vulnerable. I was letting you guys yeah. in. And then Shane and everybody else was like, dude, no, that's not even – I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so Josh is calling you all out here. Um Scotty's the one that needs to take it. Scotty's the one that needs to take it. All right, Scotty, he's calling you out specifically. Is he listening right now? I'm going to look at who's listening right now. Nope, he was here earlier. Um, So, yeah. Guys, come on. Let's let's get it done. All right, so let's move on to some community questions here. Uh, Leek asks a question that was actually asked earlier, but I have a different answer for this one, so I'll list it later. Plus, we have Josh here. But he asks, what is the worst trade you've ever made? Oh, Probably Brian Edwards. I traded uh I think I traded a third, fourth, and fifth and future second to draft Brian Edwards. Hmm. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what what did you trade? I I traded a third, fourth, and fifth in future second to draft Brian Edwards. Yeah. That's I an mean... entire draft except for a first. I, yeah, I know. For Brian Edwards. <laughs> That's why it was the worst trade I've ever made. I mean, I know that, like, a lot of those picks, like, especially the third and plus, like, the hit rates aren't great. 
But the av- I, I feel like the average third round pick is better than Brian Edwards right now. Well, obviously now, but at the time I rationed it. And this is I, even I, me I, telling people all day that only like 9% of third round picks have like a top 24 season for the respective position. And right. I would still rather have the third. Plus you I added mean, a second. Yeah. I, yeah. At, you have to understand that at the time, the Brian Edwards hype trade was like off, off the rails. There were some leagues where people were drafting him in the first. And I needed receiver, and I ration like my rationale was like, okay, third, fourth, and fifth round picks, like they barely ever hit. So basically, I'm just trading a future second to have like a second round pick right now. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel good. I just feel bad. I feel bad for me, and I feel bad for everyone. I'm trying to find a trade in sleeper right now. I made in 2019. Well, while you're listing that, I uh, I mentioned earlier my Abdullah for, or my Kelsey for Abdullah trade uh, on a previous pod. <laughs> that was after Abdullah's rookie year, and Kelsey was like, he was an older breakout, and I'm like, you know what? I need a running back, and I believed, and then he got his list Frank. Um, but we we did a whole ten minute basically thing on that. Another trade I made in 2011, which realistically I don't think is that bad nowadays. Uh, I'd have to look up who I took with the pick, but I traded Brandon Cooks and Joe Mixon in February of 2021 for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Darrington Smith, or Darrington Evans, sorry, and a 2022, so future second round pick. I believe that pick was David Bell. Uh, so basically I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire and David Bell for Brandon Cooks and Joe Mixon. Let's go! Before last season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one... Oh, and then I lost in the first round of the playoffs by, like, three points. And that was because, like, Saquon and Clyde and Miles Sanders all just kind of flopped last year, and I could have really used Mixon. So it basically cost me what was otherwise a possible championship run. I don't know if I've... If I have anything on remotely <laughs> yeah. to like some of those, but like this one hurt me early on. It's starting to feel a little better, but um, before the year started, right before the, the year started, I traded MT, Miles Sanders, and CEH for Gibson in a second. Ow. Yeah, Ow. so early on, like I, I've been on the Michael Thomas train in this league mm-hmm. for, or not to train, but I've been on the ride for two seasons now i traded well that was another one i traded like uh, a first and something else for mt the year after or like right after he had that that huge year Mm -hmm. so that was pretty bad but it hurt so much the first couple weeks of the year with sanders and the lair and then gibson being relegated to special teams and it's starting to not feel as bad i turned that second into juju which is okay better yeah but um but um yeah, like the first five weeks of the season, that Sanders and that Clyde are just like kind of going off. I was like, oh my god! I was like, no way! What did I do? So, <laughs> yeah. but and then I had originally paid three seconds for um, Hilaire earlier in the off season. So like, it was just a string of bad trades. Well, that aren't looking better now, but like there was a few weeks there where I was on like suicide watch. So it was, and it was bad. To be fair. With any trade where you're acquiring draft picks and younger players for older players, 
you're pretty inevitably going to end up winning it in the long run just because those older guys are retired and they have zero value left. And whoever you got for them who's still around inherently has something, even if it's basically nothing. So, I mean, it'll probably end up working out for you anyway at some point, but I don't love it today. No. And I had Sanders the last three. Like, so the original trade that I got for Sanders was um, Sanders' rookie year. I, I was a contender, and I had another contender approach me. So I traded Le'Veon mm-hmm. and a first for um, – I, I, no, it was Le'Veon for Sanders and a first. So that was a great trade. Like, I like because out Sanders outscored Le'Veon rest of the season after that trade and everything, mm-hmm. and like that guy hasn't traded with me since. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. But next then question. I, I aged I aged shit for the next two years with Sanders being a bum. So fair. Uh, next question for today uh, comes from Bushido Jones asking, "What is the best moment of this season so far?" I don't have necessarily a context if that's like NFL moment or like fantasy moment, so I will let you guys determine that, and I will start with you, Josh. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Um, the best moment so far this year. I mean, you can pass it if you'd like to, if you want to think yeah, about it. If do you have something, I do not, Dakota, in your mind. Um, it's been it's been an interesting season so far, but I gotta. I don't know if this is my absolute favorite but the one that immediately jumps to mind is honestly uh watching the bears this last monday um it was really cool seeing them actually put together a complete game and scoring over 30 points which has literally not happened in a couple years at this point um you know like that's part of the benefit of rooting for a shitty team and a shitty franchise is you know when they put it together it feels damn good and to do it on a a national broadcast game all the better um feels good you know Mm -hmm. i do have one by the way that's what you got and it was week one after i traded burks and a third for dotson in a second to prove a point that i was actually in on dotson he went out and scored two touchdowns week one to just validate my existence uh, hey. That for me so far has just been fantastic. Uh, obviously, I'd like for him to return from his lingering hamstring injury, uh, but I've just been really happy that for once I was in on a guy and it seems to be working out. Okay, I have something. Week mm-hmm. one as well, mm-hmm. where um, a player I acquired in almost every league this year, you know, didn't pay much, but was. Um... <laughs> This is going to go from happy to sad real quick. But uh, Jarvis Landry, fucking, I, I was all in. Like I feel like that like that team just suited him perfectly. Mm-hmm. Comes out week one, 17 points. So, oh, yeah. 114 oh, yeah. yards on yeah. seven receptions. Yeah. Fuck, it was great. I felt top of the world. And then since then. Uh, just injuries, so little lingering, much. like yeah. nagging stuff. and. Yep. But, yeah, I uh, – acquired him for a playoff run last year in a league and i definitely overpaid uh so i've been rooting for him but that league is oh and then the paris i can't i can't leave oh paris campbell baby without the paris breakout last week so last week yeah i mean he's killing it the last two weeks he's getting like 12 targets a game now where did this come from ellinger ellinger 
Oh, I'm, we'll see. No, we'll see. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, over the last two weeks, he has uh, 127 yards with two touchdowns on 17 catches. So yeah, man. The we all there. we, we were all looking for that year four breakout. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's coming. He's just the oh, next Devontae oh. Parker. Yeah. I mean, he was always injured, so there was always that little chance that maybe he is actually good. We just have. He seen was it my yet. first ever. Like the reason I've hung on so long. He's the only. Him like. On that roster, on that team, I have, like, one or two people that I've had the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. um, Paris Campbell was my first ever Dynasty um, draft, like, first-round pick. I got him, like, one, 110. One yeah. Year. And uh, he was my first pick. So there's always – there will always be that, you know. But uh, it's it's been it's been rough. I can feel that. I uh, In my home league, I only have one player left from my 2015 startup, and that is Mike Evans. So every year he just keeps plugging his thousand yard uh, seasons away. Um, this is my first year genuinely rebuilding in that league. It's a home league, so usually you can kind of scrape by with stupid trades. Uh, I decided to fold all in, and I let the entire league know uh, the moment that I started selling off guys that Mike Evans is not available. Uh, Love that. I will take the loss in value, but that man is getting his jersey in the rafters. He is retiring on my squad. I like to think of us as, as men of principle. But, yeah, you know, yeah. Just... You know what? He's my guy. And if it costs me, if he's 34 years old and he's taking up a roster spot on the end of my lineup and I could have gotten a first and changed for him this year and rolled out someone else like Jordan Addison or something or whatever, like, that'd be cool. But it's, <sighs> you know what? Yep. I have my team's doing good enough. I have enough value on that team where and I can afford to do stupid shit. Evans um, is a guy who you have a chance to acquire every year for like you nothing. know a first or yeah like a first or a first and a second, but you just never want to. But yeah. like you would love to have him. You I mean yeah, and him. I mean the dude is averaging something like I don't know eighty yards a game, which means he's well on pace to have his ninth straight thousand yard season to start his career, which is just ridiculous. Uh, I actually just keep pounding the table. He is just quietly just the most disrespected first ballot Hall of Famer of all time. Yeah, he's um, such a beast every year. And every year people, like, are scared to get him. It, it's so bizarre. He's just, un- he's a phenomenal player. He's, I mean, as I say, I have two active football players' jerseys. One's Matt Stafford because I live in Michigan. The other one's Mike Evans. And I have two Mike Evans jerseys. So... <laughs> That's that's where I'm at on him. Uh, the last current jersey I bought is Zach Miller, the tight end. Not the one for the Bears, but the one that the Raiders had. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was – I bought that jersey at the game, and he scored the only touchdown they scored that game, and they won. But um, and then, He was fun they, for they, a the, while. The very next year in free agency, he was gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've only bought throwbacks ever since. So Demuse asks, what's all's – What's y'all's top Halloween costume for this year? Oh, I'm I'm boring there. I'm not. Don't have nothing but deep. I I would assume Dakota has something pretty. Good. Yeah, I I I'm not even interesting enough to put my two cents in. There's too much pressure, guys. Well, um, sorry, you're the one that's. Uh, I do have. Uh, I'm actually going to a, um, sort of like a wedding slash halloween party this saturday they're just doing like a courtroom thing uh with like a small select group of people and then doing like an actual ceremony next year 
Um, so it, it is Halloween themed and costumes are encouraged, so I'm dressing up like uh, one of the imposters from Among Us. <laughs> okay. I, uh, actually, I do have a good one. Um, it would be just dressing up as Kyler Murray and printing off a Call of Duty gamer tag like symbol for like someone's name on your team and like sticking it on like a clothes hanger to sit above your head. That would be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see somebody dressed up as Russell Wilson just going around saying Broncos country, let's ride. I think that would be. <laughs> or it's like Russell Wilson with a chef's hat. <laughs> like just somebody just Broncos says trick or treat. It's let's ride. <laughs> Danger witch or whatever. No. <laughs> yeah, he eats too many of those before games. Um, Austin asks, should he grow the stash and mull it back out? Absolutely. I I'm such a huge proponent of that look. It it's a look that everybody likes, or at least uh, thinks is bold, but not everybody's bold enough to do it. It instantly makes you stand out a little bit. It's one I like to see on other people, but would not like to see it on myself. See, that's what a lot of people say. Yeah. But when you actually do it, you're like, damn, this makes me feel good. My legitimate answer is yes. Uh, my fun answer is no. You should grow out a uh, soul patch that goes all the way down the front of your neck and then do a front mullet where it's party in front and business in back. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw uh, up in my mouth. A as, a, uh, <laughs> as, a, as a young man, I once had a skullet. Oh. Did you? Yep. Wow, doing the Devin Townsend. <laughs> the skullet. Yep. And then the trihawk was always a good a good look too. What is the trihawk? It's three mohawks. It's like a mohawk, but three. Like you just have three mohawks. Yeah, two on the sides, like uh, like not all the way down to, towards your ears, but like on the side of your head, and then one in the middle. Trihawk. I'm, I'm looking this up right now. I. This seems like a troll. Um, How old were you when you had it? How old was I? Yeah. Uh, probably 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. That's... Wow. Yeah, it just makes you look like a, the punk character in Guitar And it wasn't, like, huge or anything, but, like, uh, you know, I, I didn't ever grow my hair out that long, but, like, uh, but, yeah, man, this is a... Uh, I'll post it, and uh, this is kind of... Kind of the look. I yeah. love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I'm sorry, people listening on Spotify right now who aren't getting to see this, but that's fantastic. That's pretty goddamn good. Yeah, man. Um, it, 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 I mean, it only lasted. You know, you know, it was. We we used to do all sorts of crazy stuff, football, um, for football and homecoming type stuff too. So like, it was yeah. it was good times. No, so that had to have been younger. That had to been like 17, 18. Um, and then the last question that we have, because Silver has one in here, but that we already answered about the Super Bowls. But uh, Andre asks very vaguely, would you, with a very insinuous look? I don't know what that means. I don't know if that was in response to Austin or if I, that was just a standalone question. I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to need I, some, Andre's looking. He's, 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 he's typing. Listening, so. Andre, we're going to need I'm, some context on this I'm question sure here. in response to Austin asking that. Standalone question? No, he's bullshitting. No. He's bullshitting. Andre, this is two pods now where we've ended on a question of yours, and this is not a good ending here. We need something a little more solid. It's very menacing. This is a yeah. menacing question. 
We know we've got six of you guys listening, and we're going to need something out of here because I don't want to sign off on this. Um, <laughs> this is. We need a, a Jesus special. This is going to be two pods Jesus. in a row. Oh, well, silver. Okay, drink? I mean, this is an obvious one for me. I'm a big Red Bull guy. I love the dragon fruit flavor. The green cans, they're so good. For Red Bull? Oh, I love them. The, the, wait, the green can for Red Bull is dragon fruit? Uh, the new one, yeah, it's like a darker green. The light green is, I think, kiwi apple. Oh, okay, I was going to say, like, I... I had a lot of those kiwi apples. Over there. Kiwi apple's also very good. But the, I don't the do energy ones. drinks, but I do love the cranberry Red Bull. Like, if I did, like, the cranberry yeah. Red Bull's awesome. Um, I really like uh, the... I think it's green apple uh, monsters. I, I like that. Um, but I also like uh, that uh, brand Rain. Have you guys seen that where it has like the night helmet on it? It's R E I G N, right? Yeah, yeah. They have a bunch of really goofy flavors that I like. And uh, anytime I'm going to do like a marathon gaming session, it, it seems like a really gamer centric brand of energy drinks. What? Is oh, it like Bang Energy anybody... where they have like unicorn piss or like. No, it's, it's not like that. They just have goofy ones that are like. Um, like like just combination of fruits that like wouldn't that, that's not like strawberry kiwi or something really obvious you know no, like they just have like a couple flavors where you're it's like, like goby oh. barrier like oh, i have a late entry here i don't know if anybody remembers these but balls i do oh, remember dude, balls. balls back in the day was so, so good just sitting at the land cafe playing counter-strike for like 12 hours straight and just drinking like 12 balls so good no oh, man yeah. love drinking balls <laughs> i mean that, that that was always the joke was it not yeah oh yeah oh for sure well, okay, i know a lot yes. of people who drink a lot of d's <laughs> i just i just pulled up the rain website and they have like jalapeno strawberry and shit like that i kind of love uh, that yeah i really like their melon mania that's the one that i always get i don't what is it like cantaloupe and honeydew or something and watermelon um i don't know let me see it's like i'll get uh, some of these we got some carnival candy yeah it's watermelon cantaloupe and honeydew oh wow look at that i came in hot yeah you you came in correct fellas i'm ending it on that because i just figured out what watermelon mania was first try um it was melon mania so it was more impressive actually you know what silver's typing in a question i'll at least let him finish it out before i decide if we're gonna answer it or not uh Oh, never mind. Oh, maybe. Never. Oh, mm, typing. Not typing. Maybe. We'll answer that question. <laughs> Future. He wants to be invited to the pod. We'll find out, won't we? Uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Dynasty Movement Podcast. We'll catch you all next week. Uh, same time, same place. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining us. No problem. Take my chewy, you cowards. Take a chewy. Uh... And we'll take talk. any chewy. Don't have to take mine. Just take any. Let's yep. do it. And we'll uh, catch you guys all uh, in a week. <laughs> <laughs>